Welcome to Agents of Nothing, an episode-by-episode recap and analysis from the perspectives of a veteran and a new recruit. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Good morning, Agents of Nothing, and welcome to our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We are your commanding officers. I'm Mariah. And I'm Caroline. And today we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 12, The Inside Man. Yeah. So, Mariah, how was your week? It was good. I spent most of it, like, just crocheting and trying out new patterns and stuff. That's so cool. Because I've learned so much. uh, And I've been having a lot of fun with it. I've done some things now that I thought that I could never do. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. What's your favorite creation so far? Um... Now, this is also my exclusive. Oh, sorry. Sort of. (laughs) But, (laughs) sorry, you guys. You got cheated out of the exclusive this time. Uh, Yesterday, in just like an hour or two, I whipped up a cat-sized bucket hat complete with ear holes. So cute. And, uh, yeah, I I wasn't able to get it on the cat in question, but (laughs) I tried. I would imagine the the ear holes were difficult to add in. I don't know. Is that correct? Yeah, I had to, like, chain 12 and then skip six stitches (laughs) and then reattach it. Wow. Dang, that's so cool. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. How was your week? Um, It was pretty good. I I feel like lately when we... Because we always asked this question about the previous week um but I end up answering with (laughs) the upcoming week um (laughs) but uh David's dad and stepmom are coming into town uh tomorrow I think so I will be meeting his dad for the first time in person so I'm a little nervous about it but mostly excited I think I'm only nervous because it's like we've been together for two and a half years and I'm only just now meeting his dad. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think it would make, it'll make a difference. I think he'll like me. I I'm a likable person for the most part. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So it'll be good. Awesome. Yeah. So let's go. Let's get started. Okay. So this episode was written by Craig Titley and directed by John Terleski. Titley and Terleski. Nice. I love that. Who do we meet in this episode? So we meet a couple people. I don't know how many of them are actually going to be sticking around. Um, So I wrote them down just in case. But basically the uh, foreign, like the diplomats that came to the symposium. Uh, So we have Petrov. Um who I don't, I don't really have anything to say about him that isn't potentially influenced by, like, the severe anti-Russian propaganda that, like, we've received since childhood by growing up in America. (laughs) So, I don't know. I just didn't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We meet Chen, uh, who's the only one uh, reacting to Talbot's racism in this episode. So good for her. (laughs) Proud of her. Nice. Yeah. Um, Yakimura who's uh, probably fine. I don't know. <laughs> and then King, uh, who I just said, long live the king. 
because she had a scar on her face, like the Lion King. Um, and that's all I could come up with at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> so, all right. let's, let's go. So we start off on a disgusting shot of the like hive tentacle thing entering Ward's dying brain um, and like his memories or whatever. Um, and then we cut to it sitting at the couch again and now praising Ward for being a good soldier. And also Malik for making sure Ward was so dedicated to Hydra. That, that, that made me question some things because didn't, does that mean Malik was like making sure that Ward had a terrible life? And then, (laughs) because I thought that that was Garrett, (laughs) but maybe it was also Malik. I don't know. But Brett Dalton is such a good actor. Like oh my that's God. this whole episode. He's so seeing good. him play another character, and it's so like, it's literally like in the same body, but he's an entirely different entity, and you can f- tangibly feel that. Yeah. So good. Good job, Brett. <laughs> Maybe if we compliment him enough, he'll come on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> we mean it, Brett. We love you. We mean every word. <laughs> um, anyway, so then they bring in Medusa, and Hive says that it wants to see his eyes. So they take off the bandages and then flip up his shades. I still think it's objectively hilarious that he, like, flips his sunglasses up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm so menacing and dangerous. Let me flip up my fucking sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then he turns everyone to stone around him, except for Hive, who steps out from behind a weird shell of himself, um, and then, and then, like, shoots it at Medusa. And that shot of him shooting at Medusa was fucking crazy. That was so cool. It it was. Also, (laughs) um... Uh, Medusa was like, what are you? And then I was like, what are we? <laughs> I was just, like, they're casually hooking up and I was like, trying to define the relationship. <laughs> what are we? <laughs> um, so, Talbot and his wife have a very awkward goodbye at the airport. Carla is angry that he's chosen career over family again and that quote, now we're finally paying the price. And okay, now I get it. But I was like, now? <laughs> Do I seem to recall a time that he nearly shot her in the face. <laughs> I feel like I would have been saying that back then, too. <laughs> Talbot having marriage struggles. We've all, who, who among us? Who among us hasn't had marriage struggles? You know, the two of us who... Are unmarried. Are unmarried. We've all had them. We've all had struggles with somebody who was married. Yeah. Um, as Talbot sadly looks out the window watching Carla's plane taking off, Coulson appears behind him to talk about the symposium that they're supposed to be preparing for Except that Talbot's been avoiding Coulson. Coulson says, you know I'm technically your boss now, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. Talbot's butt clenched so hard, I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But uh-oh, someone's following them. It's another buff bald man. Is it Mac? <laughs> that was my genuine reaction um, in the moment. And so, well, <laughs> I also, never mind. We'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Hunter is trying out the scope on a big old gun back at S.H.I.E.L.D. and accidentally points it, points it towards Fitz for a second. Fucking be careful, bitch. <laughs> Hunter makes it clear that he's still very jealous of Inhumans and wishes that he could have some kind of power. And I, I feel... <laughs> what if he does and his power is like the super decoy? So he just has really bad aim. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly thought about that for too long because, because that would be so fucking funny if he's like oh, I wish I was I wish I was an inhuman I wish I had a power and his power is actually just super annoying <laughs> super annoying man that's what they call him um so Fitz speedily gets out of this conversation with his case carrying a new gadget that makes gloves. <laughs> As Fitz brings Coulson's new gadget to his office on the plane, Daisy vents to Morse about the symposium on the alien contagion and how that title makes her and other inhumans sound absolutely terrifying. Morse tries to give the benefit of the doubt and say that people just fear what they don't understand, but I'm... I feel like she just pissed Daisy off more by defending the symposium, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Lincoln is doing field training with May, and they act like May is such a hard ass when she's, like, training people, um, and that she, like, makes everyone miserable, but she it literally is just, like, giving him very reasonable tips the whole time, <laughs> um, and also, like, trying to keep him on task when he makes a hilarious joke about Talbot's haircut. I personally would love to get trained by May. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so as Talbot and Coulson exit the airport, Talbot is complaining about having to go to this symposium because it'll be a waste of time and money. But Coulson says he's interested in getting intel on what, on what countries have an inhuman population. And Talbot goes, ah, oh, so it's a sneaky little spy mission. <laughs> <laughs> the way that he said that was so funny. <laughs> I love him. Of course it's a sneaky little spy mission. They're S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, But someone is following them. And Lincoln spotted him. So May warns Coulson at the last minute so he can protect Talbot by throwing him into a car. (laughs) And then Coulson recognizes Carl Creel. It's the original buff ball guy. (laughs) (laughs) I was cracking up at this part of the script, not the episode. I was cracking up at the episode because literally, I'm telling y'all, my my genuine reaction the first time we saw him was literally another buff bald guy, and it's it's the buff bald guy. (laughs) Oh, that was so funny. May tells Lincoln, forget what I said, run in and use your powers. <laughs> but Creel turns himself into a rubber, a tire, rubber thing, rubber tire. What? <laughs> Why did I say tire rubber? <laughs> 
But Creel turns himself into a rubber tire, so Lincoln can't shock him. And also, Coulson can't shoot him. He's so smart. <laughs> so Creel touches a nearby tire to protect himself from Lincoln's electric blasts. The problem is, tires conduct electricity. Automotive tires are not solid or pure rubber. Carbon black makes up around 28% of a tire by weight, and it does conduct electricity. Ah. Vehicles that have solid rubber tires, electrical insulators, also have ground straps dragging on the ground. A rolling insulator will cause a static electric charge to build up on a metal chassis, hence the need of a ground strap. I don't know what that part means. No. But apparently rubber... No. Tires. Tires do conduct electricity. (laughs) Yes. Rubber doesn't. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, what a goof. <laughs> what a goof. Um, but, so Lincoln distracts him so that May can force him to touch metal, effectively turning him into a lightning rod. And then Lincoln also almost kills him until Coulson and May have both ordered him to stop multiple times. Lincoln's being a hothead again. Lincoln, I think we've said this before, Lincoln is who Hunter thinks he is. <laughs> he is who Hunter wants to be. Literally. Um, so then Talbot jumps out of the car being like, what in tarnation do y'all think you're doing? Because Creel is his bodyguard. (gasps) My goodness. Oh my God. So Fitzsimmons visit Creel in the containment pod to ask him about how he got his powers and how he survived the obelisk without the alien DNA. But Creel doesn't give them much to go on, so they leave. Hunter is absolutely furious that Creel is in their presence, much less going to the symposium with them, since Creel was the one who murdered his friends, Izzy and Idaho. Justice for Idaho. Hashtag justice back. for Idaho. <laughs> Throwing it back. <laughs> um, and Morris is on Hunter's side, of course. I say of course, but like also, like that makes sense for her to be on his <laughs> side. Um, but Talbot swears that the government has thoroughly undone all of Hydra's brainwashing and that despite his record, even prior to Hydra, Creel is a reformed criminal and Talbot literally trusts Creel with his life. So Talbot will not go to the symposium without the man. And per Coulson, they have to have the head of the ATCU there. So their hands are tied. Hmm. Daisy threatens Talbot, saying that if Creel steps out of line even once, she and Lincoln will fuck him up. (laughs) But once Talbot is escorted away to reunite with his buff-bald bodyguard, Coulson lets Daisy know that Inhumans aren't allowed at the symposium. Quote, so that everyone may speak freely without fear of offending anyone. Hmm. I feel like that in itself was a little offensive. Yeah. Um, And rule number two is no weapons, which Hunter hates. But it is what it is. It is what it is. So Malik tries to offer Hive a volunteer for a new host body. And quite rudely, actually. (laughs) He was like, your body's not improving. His body's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell Brett Dalton that. But Hive likes Grant Ward's body just fine. So Malik drops it, but not before Hive refers to itself as we, which was unsettling. (laughs) 
And also, Gira and Medusa are alive. <laughs> I thought he ate them. <laughs> You'll see. I hate that. <laughs> so May informs Hunter that the briefing is about to start while he's busy giving Creel the stink eye from the balcony of the plane. They have a brief, tense exchange. Hunter brings up May not putting the mission first when Andrew's life was on the line. Not cool. <laughs> that was your fault. <laughs> um, literally, this whole conversation was her being like, could you please focus? We all have to work with people we don't want to work with sometimes. And him being incredibly rude to her and then calling himself her friend and her being like, we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Um, so the debrief informs everyone that their mission is to determine which of the international delegates is Malik's inside man or woman. Thank you, Morse. <laughs> um, so Coulson and Talbot walk in together. Talbot in a, uh, Taiwanese outfit. Uh, I tried to Google it. I, f I think it's called Chang Shan. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because they call it something else later. The point is, he's very uncomfortable with this outfit. Uh, he calls it a dress, and he says, everything is all loosey-goosey down there. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> um, Coulson is... I don't know why he's wearing that, because then everyone else is just wearing suits. Like, I think it maybe it was just for comedic relief. I guess. But anyway, um, so Coulson is attending undercover and with his arm in a sling, I assume, to hide a secret glove weapon. And I guess technically it was. Technically, yes. But I also forgot which side his, his fake hand is on. <laughs> so Talbot immediately guesses that their target is the Russian and the Japanese delegates. Not because the Russian man referred to inhumans as creatures, but because they are Russian and Japanese. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we find out that Coulson's sling is to force people to shake his robot hand, which then scans and reproduces their full palm print so that the rest of his shield agents can gain access to any of the rooms at this place. Um, so then a lady named Chen compliments Talbot on wearing the traditional long gown and he immediately calls it a dress and her face falls a little bit. Fuck <laughs> Talbot. <laughs> um, he then tells Coulson that it could be Chen because she was too nice or it could be the Australian lady next to her because she had a scar on her face. And Coulson says, congratulations, you just narrowed it down to everyone. <laughs> so Hive orders Medusa and Kiera to forget whatever Malik told them about not letting Hive out of their sight and to go out and bring, him, bring it back five alive humans. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't like the sound of that. Hate it. Um... So then Daisy and Lincoln finally have a night off together, and Daisy has decided that they will spend it sparring. Still ends up being pretty spicy, only for Simmons to interrupt with news about Creel's DNA. <laughs> God damn it. Anyone else feeling a little blue and spherical? 
<laughs> that fight scene with Daisy and Lincoln was hot, hot, hot. So hot. <laughs> Incredible. God damn it. So the symposium finally begins when they all sit at a beautiful table. Talbot has changed <laughs> into a suit. And he says, it's so nice to put a series of faces to all of your unpronounceable names. Talbot. <laughs> Talbot. Everyone stares at him in silence, as they should. <laughs> I, I had so much secondhand embarrassment from this scene. It was awful. The worst. So the screens in the conference room show the title of the conference in from top to bottom, English, Chinese, Japanese, Afrikaans, and Russian. Oh, cool. Well, that makes sense. So then Coulson cuts in and mentions that they should stop calling inhumans aliens because they prefer the term inhumans. Um, the Australian gets a little defensive over that, proposing that it's meant to be intimidating or threatening towards humans. Kind of like how transphobes get over the term cis. Literally. Oh, my God. How topical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard that that's a, that's a slur now, according yeah. to Twitter. <laughs> um, but Coulson continues explaining how inhumans come to be while May breaks into Yaki Murdo's room. Uh, Morris goes into Petrov's room and Hunter to the Australians. Her name is King. I don't. I don't remember when they say it, but eventually they do. <laughs> Petrov suggests that Russia is willing to provide a safe haven for all inhumans to live in peace. Literally no one agrees with the idea at first. <laughs> um, and of course, while this is going on, Hunter sees Creel leave his post in the van. So Hunter takes it upon himself to then leave his post and go after him. Pistol at the ready. More of Hunter fucking up missions. Literally. I know I know he like happens upon something that makes it right in the end. But still. But Creel was literally like that's what Creel was going for. <laughs> was to save Talbot's son. Anyway. <laughs> um so Fitzsimmons show Lincoln what they found, which is that Creel's blood is basically a cure that stops and reverses teragenesis on a cellular level. Um, Daisy catches them mid-sentence, already pissed at the idea of ending in humans. I definitely related to this, for sure. Yeah. Being autistic and, um, like, autism speaks and, and other groups like that uh, that started out with the intention of finding a cure for autism. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I drew parallels to that. Yeah, I can, I can see that. That makes sense. I would get defensive too. If, yeah. if a cure for autism was discovered and they could ensure that no people like me are ever born again, yeah, I'd, I'd get pretty fucking defensive. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. The delegates propose voting to allow all the Inhumans be moved to Russia. While each pair discusses with each other, Miss King from Australia sends an encrypted text that May intercepts and decodes to say, move him now. But since Hunter is no longer at his post in King's room, 
Morse has to make her way through the windows and balconies of this building. She finds proof that Australia has an inhuman in captivity for military experiments, but no immediate ties to Malik. So a character named Eden Fezzi's name appears on a document, and he was captured by the Australian threat unit. In the comics, Fezzi is a mutant who goes under the codename of Manifold and a member of Nick Fury's Secret Warriors. Mm. Manifold? What does that mean? What does he do? I don't know. Let me see. I keep thinking manifest, but that's not the same thing. <laughs> Eden Fezzi, a.k.a. Manifold, is a mutant of Australian Aboriginal descent with the ability to Ooh. bend reality and twist space-time to use for teleportation. Whoa! That's cool. Damn. So that's that's mm. cool that, like, it's the Australian government that has him because, I mean, like, it's not cool that they have him and are experimenting <laughs> on him, but in the <laughs> in context. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> in in the context of the writing. The fact that yeah. the character is of Australian Aboriginal descent, and in the show, he's captured by the Australian government. That's like, I don't know. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I see. I see where you're coming from. Yes. <laughs> in terms good of writing. storytelling and Easter eggs, that's yes. that's a really good one. It's not just a random name that they picked. Yeah. It's actually right. an Australian person. <laughs> Um, so Hunter has found a suspicious truck that he of course hides underneath not very well This is mm -hmm. it's a very tall truck and he's like not very far underneath it. <laughs> um, while he curses that all these guards outside of the event have guns as if Hunter doesn't also have a gun <laughs> not on him yeah huh mm -mm. No, it's, it's literally tucked into the back of his pants is it yeah Cause oh. that's because he gra he had it underneath like a the a dinner cover thing um on the on his like maid's tray that he took into the room um and then he put it in the back of his pants oh well I missed that my bad it's all good sometimes I have to see things that you don't see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway so he does find someone in a jello pod. <laughs> gel matrix um inside the truck and manages to warn may and morris just before creel sneaks up behind him and knocks him out because you're ruining his plan <laughs> just as the symposium is voting to approve russia as a sanctuary state for inhumans talbot stands up and postpones the vote he says there's an imposter among us and then has his has the guards arrest colson I was literally, I was so confused. <laughs> then Malik comes in and tells them all that Coulson is the director of Hydra. My fucking brain was hurting. <laughs> I said, I hate when people lie. <laughs> Not Talbot being the inside man. No. <laughs> but literally that scene was so 
I was like, I was like, is this part of their, like, is this part of the plan? Like, what are we doing? What? <laughs> and then Mallet came in. I was like, fuck. <laughs> so Hunter wakes up to three Hydra guns pointed at him and he goes, um, this is actually a gun free zone. So I'm afraid I'm going to have to take those off you. <laughs> God damn it. He does have some good singers. <laughs> he really does. Morris and May arrive right on time, and they all knock out their respective Hydra guards. Hunter reveals that the person in the gel matrix cube was Talbot's son, so Malik must be blackmailing him. And that sounds more like Talbot. Yeah. But they don't have any weapons. Well, except the ones that Hunter brought. (laughs) He came in clutch this time, but he still pissed me off the whole time. My immediate thought was, is this the first time we've heard Bobby say she loves Hunter? Oh my god, wait, it totally is. She, then, she, she, like, he hands her the gun, and or, or her uh, nunchucks or whatever, her sticks. Yeah. And <laughs> her sticks. Her sticks. <laughs> he hands her her sticks, and she goes, I love you. Yeah. And, and May goes, like, I don't hate you as much. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I thoroughly enjoyed that <laughs> that little exchange there. <laughs> and then he has that like dumb little smile after it was cute. Um we're softening up, okay? <laughs> Listen, I can I can appreciate even people that I don't like sometimes. Yeah. Um, So Daisy and Lincoln are arguing whether this vaccine should exist. Daisy believes that being inhuman is a birthright, not a choice, and that if the government got their hands on a vaccine, um, inhumans would be wiped out entirely. Lincoln thinks that people with more dangerous or unpredictable powers should have the opportunity to opt out if they want, like Dr. Garner with with Lash. And I can, I truly do see both sides of this argument. Ah, I hate, I hate when the writing is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but then of course they start to lash out at each other. Um, Daisy says being inhuman is not a disease, but Lincoln says based on his own medical research, it does technically count as a disease. So then Daisy's like, so you got your degree and you think you know every fucking thing? (laughs) Um, And Lincoln's like, well, it wasn't hacking my way through life. And then Daisy walks away. (sighs) They were supposed to kiss again. Their first big fight. Every couple's got to have one. Yeah. Mine was about bread. (laughs) (laughs) Me me and Tyler haven't had ours yet. (laughs) We haven't fought yet. It's been almost six months, so. Hey. Look, it took us like a year and a half, so. (laughs) I feel like for a first fight, this is like a good one to have. Yeah. And something that they can compromise on, you know, to an extent. Yeah. Because I, I see Lincoln's argument about Lash. I'm sure... I'm sure Dr. Garner would would want to get rid of Lash. Yeah. Anyway. So, 
Malik tells the rest of the delegates all of Coulson's sins, including pictures. I, incredible that he used the document documentation of his own atrocities to and can just pin it on Coulson by just saying that Coulson did it. When, like, Coulson's not in any of these pictures. Exactly. It's just pictures of horrible things. That just shows his influence. It's, like, scary. The line, he says, uh, my reputation speaks for itself. Fucking terrifying. That line on its own. Terrifying. Yeah. Oh, my God. Powerful men. Are the scariest. <sighs> I that's what like this storyline because because of Malik, it's so like realistic yeah. to an extent. Because yeah, somebody like that could absolutely do this. Yeah. Power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so as the guards take Coulson away, Coulson tries to call back to Talbot to ask who Malik has to blackmail him with. And I, I'm glad that Coulson, like, automatically knows that this is, yeah, this is not this is Talbot. Not something Talbot would do. Um, so Guerra and Medusa finally bring Hive its five human sacrifices Medusa comments that they're all innocents. Who you are is not where you've been. You're still an innocent. And also a monster's lunch, apparently. <laughs> I found it crazy. Like, Medusa was was concerned about these being innocents now, but not when he was working for the fucking police department. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> where was that energy then, Medusa? He didn't think about it. Also, I did. We learned his name in this episode. Uh, Lu- Lucio or Lucio or something like that. Yeah, I did not write it down. I so. think I said Lucio no, in the last episode. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But I think they called I him Gier- like Lu- yeah, Lucio Gier- or said Lucio. Lucio. Yeah. Ch. Um, <laughs> with the ch. With the ch. <laughs> Um, so the guards take Coulson's hand off and cuff his other one. And he's like, looking to switch sides? You can't kill, you can't kill in cold blood, but we have a great retirement plan. (laughs) Who is he kidding? Shield agents don't retire. (laughs) Malik and Talbot come back with the guards and Talbot demands his son now that Malik has what he wanted. But Malik still refuses and says that they all must be sacrificed for the greater good. So then the guards cuff Talbot and Coulson together and shove them behind a gate to be shot. (laughs) Begun to to hate. Begun to hate. (laughs) Talbot buys time by asking that they shoot Coulson first. Quote, so I can have one moment of peace before I go. (laughs) I love their banter. It's so good. It's so good. And then Creel bursts in and saves the day. He says that Hydra still has Talbot's son and that Hunter almost blew his cover, so he had to hurt him. Just a little. Just a little. 
And then Talbot and Coulson run off, still cuffed together, while Creel covers their backs. I loved Coulson going, give me a hand. And then Talbot grabs his fake hand off the table. <laughs> yes. I love how he just Honestly, knew what he meant. <laughs> that felt that felt like a... I'm sure it was written in, but it felt like an ad lib, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Coulson asks why Talbot didn't tell him about his son. And Talbot says that he was too afraid that Malik would follow through with his threats if Talbot told anyone. He also says that Carla knew about this and blamed Talbot for putting their son in danger, um, which is what she was talking about when he sent her away to someplace safe. Um, and then Coulson says he's going to help fix all of this. And honestly, the way that he said that... If Phil Coulson told me, don't worry, we're going to fix this, about literally anything in my life, I would believe him. Yeah. Same. I don't, lit- that line just stuck out to me so much. We're going to fix it. We're gonna, I'm going to fix all of it. I just. So comforting. Yeah. Because you, you fully believe him. Yeah. In the moment. And Talbot does too. Um. So Hunter and Morse are stuck in a firefight until Morse is finally able to knock the guy out. Hunter is almost shot in the back of the head, but Creel saves his life. Hunter says, this doesn't make us even. <laughs> it kind of, I mean, a little bit. You're like yeah, halfway there. <laughs> sort of. He still killed his friends, though. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like if he saved Morse, then they'd be fine. Yeah, probably. Um... So Creel finally separates Coulson and Talbot's cuffs, and Talbot yells at the last conscious Hydra agent, demanding to know where his son is. But the little whining baby agent says he just doesn't know. The way that he was like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So Coulson is about to have the team split up to follow Malik and look for Talbot's son when May calls. I'm pretty sure she has Talbot's son now because she has the fucking truck. (laughs) Daisy goes to Lincoln's room to apologize for their fight earlier. Um, And he says that he's envious of her ability to control her powers and her emotions. Even though he's literally the person who taught her how to do that. um, At Afterlife, he says it was easy because there wasn't any stress or fear. But here, there's constant stress and fear. And Daisy has only gotten stronger and more centered. He says that for her, controlling her power is like finding peace. But for him, it's a war inside his head. And then they start getting naked. (laughs) They didn't even close the door, though. Like, damn, Daisy. Damn. (laughs) Freaky. And I do, like, I get real silly about them kissing and or fucking. Um, but I, I really love this relationship. Like they, they honestly just seem really good for each other. I love that they are like switching roles of student and teacher. Um, so that like keeps them on equal footing. And so they just have like a very like grounded and respectful relationship and they're super hot. (laughs) (laughs) I, I just really love them together. And I hope that this doesn't bite me in the ass somehow. (laughs) So, when Daisy apologizes to Lincoln in Lincoln's room, Daisy's shirt changes position. The collar goes from above the collarbone to below, showing the straps of a sports bra. 
the collar raises above the collarbone again just before she removes the shirt, and the sports bra has disappeared. Oh. <laughs> I oh, noticed actually, that. I was just... like, <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, she wasn't wearing a bra? <laughs> I thought I didn't notice that there was a bra earlier, but I I was like, what? <laughs> they were just they were just sparring. I know she was wearing a bra for that. <laughs> but also, you know what? Actually, that's just a secondary power of hers. Yeah, she can make <laughs> she her bra can just disappear. Make it disappear. <laughs> she doesn't. She just like her boobs just stay up because she doesn't need a bra. <laughs> Yeah, it's her gravity uh, powers. <laughs> that would work, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Talbot finally has his son back. He's recovering in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s containment pod, and Coulson assures Talbot that he'll recover quickly and remember none of this. Coulson also says that Carla will be proud that Talbot made this right. That's so nice. It is. Talbot gratefully says that he had help and tells Coulson, call me Glenn. Occasionally. I love that he said it through gritted teeth. He was like, occasionally. (laughs) I love their relationship. I wish he wasn't (laughs) racist. He's so likable otherwise. <laughs> he is, yeah. Um, so, Coulson catches up with May. They have Hunter and Morris tailing Malik, but Coulson is still worried that Malik might be reporting to someone or something more powerful. And so we end on an also disgusting note. Hive, naked! I didn't mean to write that in all caps, but also, yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, naked and surrounded by red skeletons and fucking melted skin or something. He's covered in it. It looks like honey. I don't think it's honey. It's probably why they call him Hive, though. I don't know. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I hated it. Um, so the sequence in which Dalton, as the inhuman hive possessing Grant Ward, is naked and covered in goo, was inspired by images of people covered in honey that reminded the showrunners of a birth. I did it! I did it right! I guessed right! (laughs) Dalton was given two weeks' notice to prepare for the scene, particularly to get in the best shape he could. Two weeks? (laughs) What? The goo was the goo used was made from methyl cellulose and quote they had vats of it and they had different viscosity for different ones so there were three ones there was one that was really slippery one that was kind of thick Dalton explained and the third <laughs> I don't know it's a mystery uh i'm okay 2 weeks to get in the best shape he could. You can't change your body in two weeks. No, <laughs> for real. You can do, like, superficial things, which I guess that's but all, even that's so, all that you want. That's all that matters. Even so, two weeks is not a lot of time to change anything. Yeah, The only thing that he could do is, like, dehydrate himself so that his muscles stand out more. But, damn, two weeks? <laughs> yeah. But, hey, he looked good. He looked great. <laughs> Always. <laughs> oh. 
that, you know, I mean, I, I appreciated that one aspect of the scene, but overall disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's time for the post content content. Malik and Petrov have struck a deal to continue working towards a so-called sanctuary state for inhumans in Russia as they fly on Malik's private plane back to Russia. And in the cargo hold, where no one can see them, Morse and Hunter are crouched, wondering where they're going to land. This is really dumb, and my anxiety is truly skyrocketing on their behalf. (laughs) (laughs) I know they're supposed to tail Malik, but I didn't think, I don't think Coulson meant, like, on the tail of the plane. Yeah, for real. (laughs) I'm excited for the next episode. Yes, definitely. This episode was so intense. And gross, and lots of twists, and infuriating, and sexy. Sexy. And gross. And gross. So. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think? (laughs) I thought it was great. I I really loved it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that concludes our episode on season three, episode 12, The Inside Man. Yeah. Next week, we'll be covering season three, episode 13, Parting Shot. So stay tuned for that. Okay, bye. Bye. Love you.